The Last Word on Travel on Today FM with Multitrip.com, Ireland's favourite travel insurance provider. It's travel time with Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie. And Sarah, to start, um, in the do's and don'ts of booking a holiday, are there times when a deal actually is too good to be true that you might actually pick somewhere, looking somewhere you've always wanted to go, it might be a good price at what looks like an attractive time of year, but that there's a reason why it's so cheap? Hi, Matt. Um, yes, I suppose that, could, that can always be the case. Uh, weather is probably... Uh, one of the, the, the common uh, times for it, I suppose. Although now it's very hard to predict weather anymore, there are times of the year where um, low season, you know, we, we tend to think of the summer being the peak season, but obviously if you're going, um, you know, to South Africa or you're going to the Caribbean or something like that, um, it, it's the opposite way around. So I suppose you, you will often get cheap deals to, for instance, I suppose the the Caribbean is a typical one when it's hurricane season or, um, you know, things like that. Um, and so always just important to check that the weather, that, the, that there's a reason why why the prices are they are or what they are. But can you get sort of long range weather forecasts? Or obviously, I mean, you can't get a forecast for, say, next September in the Caribbean. But are there sites available where you can actually find out what the historical pattern of weather has been in a particular month? Yes, I love, um, there's a website called Wonderground and it's really good. I use it all the time um, and they have a historical tab so you can put in, so say for instance, a common one now would be the October midterm break for instance. So you might get some cheap deals to Greece or, you know, South Italy uh, where, uh, rather than going to the Canary Islands. So you can put in, you know, where you're going to it to see what the weather was like for the last year, two years, three years and you can check historically, you know, what the average temperatures are going to be um, and, and, and kind of make, a, I suppose, a more informed decision. Um, and also, you know, bear in mind whether some people really, really want sun, others will go just, you know, it, it's a bonus. So if, if you really, really want sun, that's probably the best gauge way to gauge what the weather was like over the last two years. Should the travel agent or the selling company tell you, though, make some sort of warning as to the likely weather at the time of year? Absolutely. Um, and to be fair, travel agents would know and um, they, they would, uh, should be in a position to recommend the right place for you. It's probably more when now when people are searching themselves and they think they found a great deal. Um, and then they, they haven't looked into things like weather or a reason why, you know, there's something on or uh, for some particular. But travel agents would be aware, definitely, yeah. Okay. And then when it comes to booking, I mean, how much checking should you do as to the reputation of either the hotel or the package company or the airline or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I, I always say, I mean, I, I've been saying for a long time just about comparing what you have and um, because we are all preconditioned to look at that, you know, the, the bottom line price or that, you know, cheap Ryanair flight for twelve ninety nine. And I mean, I've known people who, you know, get a six o'clock in the morning flight, you know, to save 20 euro and then spend God knows how much more on the taxi to the airport. They probably don't make breakfast because they're up too early in the morning to buy breakfast in the airport. They may even get fast track because it's so early. So we tend to forget about all the extras. Um, same, we tend to forget whether it's like airport transfers, checked baggage. So always find out what's included, what's not included, and, and really try and make a more informed decision. Um, and likewise, with the reputation of the agency or the company you're dealing with, it's really easy to do a quick Google search now, uh, whether it's Trustpilot or a Google review, and just see, 
you know, what the reviews are like. Now, you know, I wouldn't be too caught up on one bad review because, of, you know, it can always be an instance why. Um, but just check, check the overall reviews for a company, make sure they're good. Um, and that's one thing with COVID, like there's so many, if, if a company over the last few years wasn't good at giving refunds or had poor customer service, it'll be online, you know, you'll see it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a red flag, you know. And um, so I would say just, just definitely check before you, you press that book button. Yeah, is DIY necessarily cheaper when you come to assembling your package of transport and accommodation? Or are there ways that travel agents, even if you're not buying a package holiday, can potentially give you a cheaper option? Absolutely. Uh, in many cases, they do. Um, and, you know, we have to, you have to factor in as well their expertise and their time and the fact that you'd be able to get them on the phone if you need them. But just, you know, price alone, in many cases, they're cheaper. And particularly, you know, for long haul holidays or something a little bit off the beaten track, you know, you may find they'll have direct um, hotels, uh, contracted rates with particular hotels. They may include meals. Like if you're looking at an expensive hotel, a five star hotel, the breakfast cost alone can be a lot of exchange for seven nights. They may have breakfast or half board arrangements. They may have contract rates with the airlines to include baggage. Um, you know, you know, it wasn't long ago when you'd be booking a long haul flight and you'd automatically get your, your baggage included. That's not the case anymore. Even going to the States or long haul, you know, the, the cheapest airfares in most cases don't include bags uh, and sometimes even meals on board. So, you know, it's just, again, probably going probably repeat myself a bit now, but um, just compare exactly what you're getting. But, you know, but that, that, that one price you see is not necessarily okay. um, the, uh, the best price. Okay, but let's assume you do decide to book your own flights. Yeah. Are there particular times in the year when you are likely to get a better deal than booking at other times of the year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I noticed the same trends pretty much since I started in travel. Um, like, there's always cheap times, particularly to Europe, like sun holidays, the likes of, you know, January is always a good time. And late April, just after Easter, it's always very cheap. May, late September, there's, there's different dates throughout the year. Early December is always, they can't seem to sell a holiday. People are in Christmas mode. Always get great deals early December and um, to the sun holidays. Not necessarily to Christmas market break cities or something like that, but certainly uh, to sun destinations. So that's always a good time. And, and there, there are things like to be aware of. I mean, the people have probably heard, I'm sure, you travel midweek and things like that. It's pretty, that's obvious, I suppose, it's cheaper than weekend. But if you're looking for a weekend break, you know, usually people go Friday to Sunday and you still need to take the Friday off. So go Saturday to Monday instead. It's still only one day. You'll find the flights are cheaper and the hotel prices are cheaper. Um, and another one that I, we, again, I'll probably go back to, a lot of us were preconditioned, you know, whether it's the airfare or the, you know, this specific thing. But same with durations. We tend to look for seven nights or 14 nights or maybe 10. But you may find it's cheaper to go for eight nights and pay, you know, the flight price could be cheaper coming back a day later, like on the Monday, for instance, and on the Sunday. You might get an extra night and it could be cheaper than going for seven. If there's certain times of the year when it's actually cheaper to travel, are there also times in the year when it's cheaper to book? I mean, should you be booking way out in advance or should you be waiting until maybe a few weeks beforehand or is that taking too much of a chance? Well, those dates I was talking about there, like the after Easter, uh, May, uh, early December, you'd usually pick up a bargain last minute there. Um, but if you have to go, it's probably the same old story. If you have to go peak times, July or August, 
uh, school holidays, Christmas, Easter, the earlier you book, the better. Um, most flights are on sale 11 months in advance, but um, tour operators um, would, would could be a lot longer than that. Like, um, I know two of you are on sale for summer 2024. You can get a heart attack on there already. Um, but you'd have, like, um, you know, ski holidays, a lot of stuff for Christmas, they will be on sale already. Um, cruises, for instance, they will go on sale, could be two years in advance. So some, some things are on sale more, but the average uh, schedule of flights are generally 11 months in advance. Okay, and what about cancellation policies now? How are they applying in the post-COVID era? Yeah, it's, again, it's important to check this. I mean, if you can, I suppose, particularly if you're booking a hotel yourself, I would always say try and get the free cancellation rate because, you know, you, might, you may want to change it. And it may, it may only be slightly dearer. You'll usually see the non-refundable rates coming up um, a little bit cheaper. But if there's not a massive difference in the price, I would go with the free cancellation one because when, when it says non-refundable, it usually is. Very hard to get out of those, particularly on a booking site where it's you know you can't. There's no one to ring, or you know you, you, your money is, is gone. Um, so if you can do that, um, and also just be, be wary sometimes where these low booking deposits, or you think you, you know you, you don't, you're only paying 25 euro, um, you may have to pay a further deposit in two weeks time or four weeks time after you've booked it. So and you could be contractually bound to pay that. So even if you cancel, you think, oh, I'm only using 25 euro, you may not. You may be losing 100 euro, you know. So just be wary of the, the cancellation policies and always check that. And then what about just making sure that all your documents are up to date between passports and visas and living up to entry requirements? I know we had a situation last year when just some sort of sixth sense hit me about six weeks before I went on holidays and I suddenly thought, hang on, is my youngest son's passport up to date? And to my horror discovered it would have expired while we were away on holidays. Yeah, I mean, we always, I don't know, it's really, actually the passport office they used to have, I'm not sure if they still do, they have a really handy little reminder um, system where you can put your passport date in, like you can go and do it now and it'll email you six months beforehand to tell you that when you're, that your passport or to remind you that it's, it's, it's up for uh, renewal, which was really handy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really important to, to check your documents and remember like, you know, we kind of forgetting that COVID hasn't totally gone and not everywhere, you know, like there's still, still some restrictions in Asia. You still need to be vaccinated to go to the state, which people forget at the moment. And they're saying it's, it's still supposed to be in place until April at, the, at least anyway, um, and could be the summer. So, and, and then there are countries where your passport needs to be valid for six months. So I think Turkey might be one of them. But like, you know, so most of the EU is fine, you know, once your passport is in date. But there are places where you need six months validity on it. And last thing, travel insurance. How important is that and who would you recommend? It's, it's, more, it's, it's, it's more important than ever. You know, it's always important and it's the cheapest part of your holiday. So, you know, just you have to have it. I just wouldn't even think of travelling without it. Um, there are policies available from yearly policies from 18 euros with AA travel insurance um, or multi-trip. You know, there's loads. The prices are really, really good. Um, but the one thing I will say is make sure you take out um, your insurance at the time of booking because if you leave it late, you can't just take it. There's usually a moratorium in place. So uh, it could be seven days, 14 days before you travel. So if you take it, if you've booked a holiday, now and you don't take out the insurance till the last minute and then you have to cancel or travel restrictions come in um, you know, you, you won't be covered. You'll have to wait for that moratorium to kick in. Thank so you very much. 
Okay, I'm going to have to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie. Here's a listener who says, we booked a trip to Disneyland via a travel agent at Christmas and we saved substantially instead of going DIY. And the agent was in touch till departure date and checked how all went upon return. <laughs> The last word on travel on Today FM with MultiTrip.com, Ireland's favourite travel insurance provider.